Landlord Law Podcast with solicitor Tessa Shefferson. Hello and welcome to the Landlord Law Podcast. This podcast is a companion podcast for the newsletter which is going out on Tuesday the 5th of December 2023. As I say in the bulletin, we have recently moved the Landlord Law site and also the Landlord Law blog to new hosting. So um, this has caused one or two minor glitches, which hopefully I've picked up. But it has meant that the sites, both the sites, seem to be seem to be loading quite a bit quicker than they were before. So that's good news. If you do spot anything that's a bit odd about the site, do let me know because then I can go in and take a look and hopefully put it right. So, that said, let's move on to news. A number of items on our news round this week. The first one is about the dispute resolution service, which is due to come under the Renters' Reform Act when it becomes law. And the government minister has confirmed that disputes will be dealt with by the existing Social Housing Ombudsman Service. This is the organisation that currently deals with disputes in the social sector. And it's a bit odd that they've chosen this rather than one of the two organisations that currently deal with disputes in the private sector with letting agents. As the article says, this will also significantly increase the work for the service And they have stated that they're only going to deal with the more complicated cases and not low-level issues. But then how are they going to decide what's a low-level issue and what isn't? And sometimes what they may think is a low-level issue may be something that's of supreme importance to the tenant concerned. So we will have to see how things go with that. There's also the ongoing controversy about the government's decision to delay the abolition of Section 21 until they've got the court service up to scratch. The minister have said that the court rules and systems need to be updated to allow them to deal with the new law and that this can't be avoided. But it looks as if, in particular, the Labour Party doesn't really agree with this because they've stated that they're going to abolish Section 21 as soon as they come into government, should they come into government. What effect that would have on the courts, I don't know although I suspect it could be catastrophic. And there's a news report, BBC News report, saying that renters over 30 are downsizing and moving to cheaper areas, which it seems is due to the severe shortage of homes, which has driven up rents. And Arla has commented that fundamentally the problem is that landlords are exiting the market when the demand for rental properties continues to rise, which perhaps is something that government hasn't really come to, come to terms with. And then the final article is just looking at the general increase in rents. And we all know that this is having a big effect and is causing big problems for tenants. And also for landlords, many of whom would prefer not to increase rents, but maybe have no choice if their mortgage has gone up substantially. The Renters' Reform Bill has now completed its committee stage and will move on to the report stage but the National Residential Landlords Association is not entirely happy about it. Two problems identified by them are that if tenants are allowed to end tenancies 
on two months' notice, this is going to cause enormous problems if tenants keep serving notice and cancelling tenancies, as this will not only expose them to reletting costs, but may even breach the terms of their buy-to-let lending. And then they're also worried about the time for implementation of the new legislation, should it go on the statute book, and landlords are worried that they may not have time to deal with things properly. And then, of course, they're also concerned about the government's proposed amendment to hold superior landlords liable for illegal subletting properties, which they say will be particularly unfair if it was an illegal subletting because they won't know anything about it. So it is unfair that they should be held responsible. These things may be ironed out and considered when the bill goes to the House of Lords, when it will go through another committee stage. So that's all on news for the moment. Let's move on to posts. As usual, we have three posts for you. The first one is on the Landlord Law site, and it is about the new list of material information which needs to be provided when either renting out or selling a property. Now, here we're concerned with renting out a property, but the information is fairly similar, and the aim is so that the transaction is completely transparent, so that renters know exactly what property they are renting, what the good things are, what the bad things are, so that they can rent it with confidence. And the post does give links to the National Trading Standards UK website where you can find the report itself. If your property is managed by a letting agent, you will be expected to provide this information. If you are marketing your property and advertising it yourself, You need to know this so that you can ensure that all the correct information is present in the material you provide your tenants. And then the second post is basically another opportunity for you to see our little video about evicting tenants. And then the third post is a blog clinic post and it's answering some questions asked by a landlord. The first question was about changing from a fixed term to a periodic tenancy. And this is easy when the fixed term comes to an end because you just don't give another fixed term tenancy. You just allow it to run on as a periodic. But you can't really change a tenancy halfway through a fixed term tenancy. You have to wait for the fixed term to come to an end first. And then increasing rent during a periodic tenancy. This can be done by agreement, but I suspect many tenants won't agree. So that you'll need to use the notice procedure And the post discusses this briefly and gives a link to the form that you need to use because it is a prescribed form. You have to use the proper form. Your tenants will have the right to challenge the rent to the first tier tribunal. But this challenge will only succeed if the new proposed rent is higher than the market rent. So if you ensure that any rent that you propose is just a little bit under the market rent, then you should be okay, and the tenants won't be able to challenge it. And then the final item is about the effect of increasing rent on guarantees, which is basically that it's going to invalidate the guarantee because, say, the property was originally at a rent of £500 per month and it's due to go up to a rent of £700 per month. The guarantor didn't guarantee a property with a rent of £700 per month. 
So if the tenancy changes, then that means the guarantee will lapse and you need to sign up a new guarantor. We also include here a featured Landlord Law blog audio. And the audio this week is one about e-bike batteries, which, as you may or not be aware and, and should be aware, they can cause serious fires, in particular if the battery isn't treated properly or it's the wrong battery or it's got some fault in it or say someone's bought a cheap battery. And the fires can be very serious fires. I mean, there's um, there's various videos on the internet from the fire brigade saying how difficult they are to put out. So it's not really something that you want in your property. And the um, blog audio gives various guidance and, and things that you can do. I mean, I think probably the most important thing you to do is, is talk to your tenants about this and explain to them because they're not going to want all their possessions burnt up in a fire. So hopefully once they're made aware of the situation, they'll take greater care. And perhaps a good idea is to have somewhere outside the property where they can charge their batteries up. So say you've got a, an outside, an out, some sort of outbuilding if you can connect electricity there, then they could charge their batteries up there. So if there is a problem, it's got not going to affect the main building. I'll also deal with the Landlord Law content of the week here. And this week's featured content is a frequently asked question on Landlord Law about how you increase the rent by the notice procedure. And I thought I'd give you that because that's one of the things which we refer to in one of our posts of the week. So that gives you a bit more information on that and how, how the system works. And as usual, that will be available to you for the next seven days. So next, forum posts. So what have we had on the Landlord Law Forum this week? It's actually been quite quiet on the forum, which is why we've only got two items. And I think one of them may have been mentioned before which is the one about the landlord worrying about tenants running a business from the property. One of the things that concerned him was about invoices, presumably invoices addressed to the property being unpaid if the property address was the official address of the business. Bit of a hard one, that, because since the law changed, to make it okay for landlords to allow home businesses which don't impact on the property, that probably means that the, it's okay for the property to be used for invoicing. However, there are companies which provide official addresses for company registered offices, so it may be that the, the landlord could ask the tenant to use one of those, and then this could be included as a condition for the landlord granting permission to the tenant to run the business at the property. The other post was about licensing and the landlord was concerned that he's only just found out that his property is subject to a license from Southern Council and he said he hadn't been aware of that and he's not sure how he could have known. Well, my answer was that I know it's unfair, but landlords are expected to keep themselves informed of these things and you do need to contact the local authority from time to time to find out whether there are licensing schemes and if there are, whether they are applicable to your property. And in fact, the licensing scheme was mentioned on the Landlord Law Local Authority Directory entry for Southwark 
So if the landlord had checked our directory, he would have found out about it. But probably the best thing to do is to try and get on a mailing list with the local authority, because often they do have mailing lists where they keep people informed about what's happening with respect to licensing. If your property is based at Southwark, there is also some very useful information that's been provided by one of the landlord law members who've got experience of this particular licensing scheme, which was very helpful. And of course, that's one of the advantages of the Landlord Law Forum, because it's not just me who answers the questions, it's also other members who may have more practical experience. Whereas, of course, I can only really comment on the legal side. So that's all we have on the forum. So let's move on to video of the week and tip of the week. Our video of the week this week is actually the video version of a podcast from the New Statesman, which is a discussion about housing generally. And they're looking at the problems that arise when people don't own their homes. And also, I found particularly interesting the problems that arise when businesses don't own the premises they run their businesses from. And there was a very interesting section there from a young lady who'd done some research, in particular about cultural things, where cinemas, which were really important culturally for the local area, were being closed down and being redeveloped, which perhaps was good for the owner, but wasn't particularly good for people who were living in the surrounding area and how this is generally a problem in society. So that's quite an interesting one to watch and listen to. And then every week we give a tip for landlords. And my tip this week is that if you're a bit worried about how things are going, maybe you're not sure whether you want to carry on renting out your property indefinitely, You may want to consider when the fixed term comes to an end, just allowing it to continue as a periodic and not issuing a new fixed term tenancy. Now, you may get some kickback from your agents about this because agents usually want to what they call renew tenancies because that's a trigger for them to charge a renewal fee. But you shouldn't be bullied into issuing a new fixed term if you don't want to. It's your property. If you don't want to commit to a further 6 to 12 months with these tenants, you don't have to. You can allow it to run on as a periodic. And then if you decide you want to end it earlier, you can do so. So that's my tip of the week. So here we are at the end of another podcast. Just a few things to say on training. Firstly, that the next, well, the final members video training for 2023 is going to be on the 14th of December, and this is going to be on eviction, and members can sign up to it via the widget on the members dashboard, and I have sent out at least one email about this with a link to the sign-up page, and I'll probably send out um, at least one more before the event. And then just a heads up to you, We are going to be having, well, I hope we're going to be having a legal update training day on Monday, the 25th of March. So keep that date in your diary and I will be announcing that properly, probably early in the new year. But hopefully by then we will know what the situation is regarding the Renters Reform Bill. And so we will be able to give you some guidance on that on that training day. 
And then uh, if you or anybody you know is renting a room to a lodger, be aware that we have a free lodger landlord website, which has a lot of free information, which should be useful for anybody who is renting out a room. And don't forget that we're on Instagram, landlordlaw8416. So please swing by if you're on Instagram and say hello to us. So thank you all for listening and I shall speak to you next week. That was the Landlord Law Podcast with solicitor Tessa Shepherdson. Sign up for the Landlord Law Weekly Bulletin at landlordlaw.co.uk slash bulletin.